Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Captain, we are tactically entering the Echo 3 pavilion. Over. <laughs> I got radio chatter on 7. I just found a channel, Batman. I think that's an accident. Hey, was that guy civilian? I think I just blew up the... Oh, yeah. That was a kid, too. He shouldn't have been on the radio. He didn't have his ham license. <laughs> Look here, rookie. You see them as humans, but remember, they're weebs. They're not like you and me. <laughs> I swear to God, if I hear you out here using anything more than Morse code again, I'm going to call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee, Captain. Do, 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 do. <laughs> It is June 15th. Welcome back to Symposadum with your host, Jared. Hi, I, I'm Justin. My voice works again. I'm John. My voice always worked. That worked, baby! I... <laughs> <laughs> so it's, been hey. a, it's been a fun Jack. week. Uh, the Electronic Entertainment Expo went down uh, as... We all play a lot of video games, and we have a lot of thoughts. Uh, Justin, what stood out to you? So, things that actually looked really impressive. The Light in the Woods, that deer game where it kicked the uh, vending machine. I was going to lead off a deer game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a game about being a deer. It's, you're, you're a deer, and, you're, and you have a fawn that follows you around, and it's about navigating what I think is the post-apocalypse. Yeah. And you get to and you get to kick like soda machines like Mega Man uh, Legends. Yeah, oh. yeah. It's like the la it kind of looks like The Last of Us, but you're an animal as opposed to a human. I'm already in, folks. There's going to be a lot of this because I basically didn't see shit about E3. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pitch some titles here, uh, and we're gonna see what video game that is according to John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. So oh yeah, how about you, Jared? What uh what really Lit your uh, lit your fire outside of deer vending machine game. Um, Spirit Fair looks kind of good. That looks really cute. Spirit Fair is a uh, a walking simulator, uh, but it has a full bore uncensored hentai ending if you get just the right one. I mean, it looks like there might be people and lesbians with each other, but not like graphic. Oh hey, we'll yeah, give you a D minus. <laughs> I, I, I have no idea what it is, so uh, I guess we got somewhere near there. Twee houseboat, Animal Crossing adventure thing. Okay, That's cool. kind of the impression it's, I got. It was very vague about what you actually do in the game, but it looks very heartwarming and good. Yeah. Oh, cool. Like, it's, it's definitely one of those, like, I don't know, I guess I would call it, like, hardcore games. Yeah, yeah. They're coming out now where it's, it's just about games that are about feeling really good. The strands genre. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is a strand game. <laughs> strands. Pretend like I've never heard what a strands is before. Oh, well, uh, it, it's... It, <laughs> Kojima, you, did you not see any of that? Oh! It's like, oh, we, well, we both immediately just pull out these binders of notes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, his Death Stranding doesn't look like anything heartwarming. Well, it has a guy with a, f a fucking metal skull face called, like, Death Mask? Not so, even actually Death? So, or, like, Murder Cloud? I don't fucking know. Die Hardman. Die Hardman. Death it's actually German, it's D. Hotman. Like, Kojima has now released, like, 15 minutes of uncut gameplay footage, and I still have no clue what that game is. I have <laughs> yeah. seen, like, you, you run from ghosts, you carry a baby in your backpack, and there's a fucking indestructible ladder. It works like Sun Wukong's, uh, uh, stick. Yeah, okay. so Journey to the Midwest? <laughs> Well, and it's all that, about that making connections hard. with your character, Sam Bridges. Again, Kojima with that subtle uh, <laughs> symbolism. Yeah, Norman fucking Reedus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, and then CD Projekt Red just came out and it was like, Oh, Norman Reedus? Huh? Huh? You got Norman Reedus? Fuck you! We got Keanu! <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah, he's playing some apparently major NPC in, uh, in Cyberpunk. It's cyberpunk. Okay. Sure. Cyberpunk. Which, man, I think the game looks kind of bad. The Witcher kind of sucks. I mean, the, cyberpunk, it's everything I've seen from it looks like a guy that read the TV tropes page for Neuromancer. Yeah. <laughs> like there there appears to be a lot of NPCs just milling around. It's it from from what I am absolutely certain is just pre-rendered footage. In an enhanced game engine. And if this is, wasn't even necessarily D3, like, they're just motherfuckers milling around. It's, if you're gonna do a cyberpunk game, like, give me dudes with fucking spider legs and shit. Like, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, it, it, what it looks like is everybody's basically gonna be, like, David Cage-style Detroit androids. Where they basically, like, yeah, they have claws that pop out like Wolverine and, like, one blinking light on their forehead. Oh, man. Like so, like you just, just just take take the Witcher and make like just roll a dice, and one of their extremities is now made of metal, and you've got cyberpunk, Oof. as done by CD Projekt Red. So the Witcher, they're not my games, like flat out. They're not awful by any stretch, and some of the writing is really impressive. But by and large, it's just like, eh, sure, this is one of these. Like in in my head, it's on like gameplay wise, it's on the same level as like Kingdoms of Amal or Wrecking. The cur the uh, <laughs> I I am a dumb dumb game. man and I enjoyed that quite well enough. So uh, like I I played the first Witcher and then it became much more of a meme after that. Like when when Witcher three or Witcher two, and then some shit in that and then three came out. Well, sure. What I'm saying is Metal Gear or Bayonet Metal Gear Metal Gear and Bayonetta. It ain't. Uh, do they? Yeah, true like, enough. So, as somebody that's never played them, it seems like it tries to cut the middle between Dark Souls and Zelda. Is that fair? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, e even tonally, for that matter. It's weird. It's like it has this like foundation of Polish jank, but it's actually a pretty <laughs> polished product. Like, if that makes yeah. any sense. They polished over the Polish. I mean, it's, it's... looked good for, and man, they've sold it well. Shit, they got. Yeah. <laughs> Geralt's in Soul Calibur 6, so... As is to be. I don't think it's a bad game. I just think it's not for me, and there are other there are other adventure games I would rather play. Like, adventure action RPGs are, are my shit. I, I put 80 hours into Elex before I knew what the fuck was going on, and it kept every single bit of the Eurojank that you would expect. 
Like, the, the Witcher one I didn't finish. I do remember that you couldn't fault both of the girls, because not that you got to reform much of a relationship in the story with either of them, but it just came down to, yeah, choose one, you're going to live there now, and the other one will hate you. Huh. Also, stab a werewolf once in a while. Can the other one just go on and, like, have a fulfilling life separate from your own? Uh, probably. Hopefully. I don't know. If 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 Eastern Europe has given me any indication, she probably just gets fridged before too long. Aww. One or both. I mean, I guess that's better than Assassin's Creed's Odyssey thing, where... I Which I think they fixed it now, but for their first DLC, like... One of their whole things with the base game was, yeah, you can be whoever you want. Like, you're into girls, you're into guys, it doesn't matter. But then in the DLC, they make you father a child. <laughs> or or oh. other or or birth a child. Yeah. The, yeah. And like they they force you into a straight relationship to to do their story when one of their main selling points of the game was, hey, you can be whoever you want. It's like dudes. Let's not let ideas get in the way of, of that fat stacks of Ubisoft cash though. Yeah, I wonder if the team that was on that DLC didn't get the memo about that. I wonder. Well, and the fact that, like, huh. it's, you have to have a kid, thats it's got to be seeding a sequel, right? I mean, I, mean, I would assume it's so. I imagine, yes. <laughs> They're not going to stop making Assassin's Creed, I guarantee it. So, yeah, yeah. I, I spent the last couple of weeks uh, on Painkillers Unable to Speak um, and playing through Assassin's Creed uh, Origins. And, man, that is a big departure from the uh, from the previous games. Like, major departure. So, you and I have been talking about this for like two weeks, and the entire time I've been thinking about Odyssey and not Origins. Origins oh. is the Egypt one, right? Yeah, but it's the same engine as the as the Odyssey, so, gotcha. I mean... The, what is essentially Assassin's Creed 2.0? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's open world, stealth action. Uh, There's archery. Cool. Yeah, there's archery. Um, it, I like Metal Gear 5. It feels a lot like MGS5. Like, obviously what happened is MGS5 came out, and then they said, hey, let's make one of those. <laughs> but no actual gun. Well, th there might be actual guns. I don't know what uh, what the time period was. No, this is like Egypt 40 BC, and then okay. Odyssey is like 300 BC Greece. Well then. Yeah. Th yeah, hard departures. No, like, there's, like... Origins is literally about, like, the first assassin and the order that became the Templars later on. It's it's kind of cool. Do you get to see the inside of people's, like, skulls and their eyes and teeth and shit? Because that was pretty amazing. <laughs> no, actually, it's been, it's been remarkably not buggy. I've only had to reload the game once, and that was because I fell through the world because a crocodile went ape shit. <laughs> <laughs> As 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 a crocodile does, yeah. And it yeah. was like it. I was stuck on geometry. It was stuck on geometry. It did a death roll out of the water, and then we were both falling Ooh. forever. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was not even mad. Uh, I was just I'm like, gonna, okay, I'm gonna swim across this. And like, worth mentioning is like that is the only time I've ever gotten stuck, and it just happened to be at this time where apparently this whole like <laughs> rock formation is just fucked up because the crocodile had problems with it too. <laughs> Program in an avoidance script. Yeah, Stay it was out. just I I don't know. It was it's literally the only time I've seen that happen. Um it also has like I've only seen one, but it has like actual boss fights hmm. that are crazy and weird and like this one was a spirit quest thing. Uh and cool. I was 
buck naked on a raft on some river in this pure black area surrounded by pillars sticks. and there is this snake shooting shit at me and that that river is sticks hell yeah well kind of well, sticks because e- egypt and oh, the hey, greek yeah. gods are like the greek gods are there but not really <laughs> like it's actually they handle they deal with like the syncretic religion stuff actually pretty well Honestly, from a storytelling perspective, they they do that an okay job of it, and it's kind of impressive. That is, huh? Well, but, I mean, in, also in terms of trying to uh, bring people in, going a bit more f- fanciful with it, I think is a good move. Because, yeah. like, like I know in Odyssey, like, there's just straight up Greek mythology shit in there. Like, you fight a cyclops. You go to Hades, etc. <laughs> yeah, I am all oh, in yeah. for that shit. Yeah, like, the, like one of the as reasons... cool as it was, like you know, like I mean, because they were really leaning into the whole historical bent before, you know, like they like, were. Oh, that was one Carl of the turnoffs for me. Like it, yeah. it was cool to meet, you know, hungry Santa and everything, but uh, like with with their earlier games, they just had such this enormous emphasis on realism when it wasn't too long. Uh, after I had just beaten, like, Prototype or Hulk, where it's, uh, you know, I can run around a city instead of, like, painstakingly reaching for the next ledge or pipe or or crack in a window or wall. It was just, no, stab into it with your blood and then keep climbing. Uh, yeah. Run up the sides of buildings. So it was kind of a tough sell on me. You can jump off a building and land in hay. Like, yeah, I, you mean I can't land on a tank? Yeah, well, and for some reason, jumping into hay is like the neuralizer for Men in Black. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah. nobody remembers you. <laughs> like it's played for a joke at this point, and I'm I'm here for it. Okay, yeah, I, I appreciate self awareness when it's actually played properly. So yeah, um, let's see here. Other stuff. Uh, let me throw some titles. Um, okay, what is Ghostwire Tokyo? Okay, uh, it's it's uh, it was a Half Life Two mod. It graduated to a real game on sale right now. Uh, ironically, it does not actually involve any hentai sections. Uh, Steam desperately wanted them to include one. Um, and it's about being an anime character that uses wires to slice everybody in half, because that just shows up all the time. Okay. Cool, cool. Uh, that so it sounds good. Hard F. Okay. Yeah. So, n- nowhere Wrong, near. but cool. But- yeah. <laughs> It, it is a this, uh, this entire cast is going to be just a, an extended channel A, I guess channel V. I I'm totally in for it. Um, yeah. It is a uh, it is uh, some kind of character action game that in essence is uh, you play as Hawkeye who has broken bad in Tokyo after everyone gets raptured slash snapped. Basically, uh, raptured I get snapped. Uh, Thanos. Like, oh, people, oh, are, people okay, are disappearing yeah. around Tokyo and yeah, you're like, trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And you do yeah, it in cool-looking black leather. Ooh. Yeah, and you have a bow and a mask. Rich looks... Corinthian leather. And there's demons <laughs> and shit. And whatever demons means in Japan. Rippling buttocks. The Oni are very But it looks cool as hell. Call the ogres to fuck It does. The and the, the game director, like, if you haven't... Well, you haven't. You should absolutely pull up her... Uh, her uh, pitch speech because it was the best moment of E3. It's spooky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's I, the fucking best. 
the uh, goal of the game spooky. is to find out uh, if what is normal and what is paranormal, which I feel <laughs> when I go into the office. <laughs> <laughs> No, she was obviously incredibly nervous and incredibly earnest, and it was it was really good. She's um she's That's Shinji cool. Mikami's apprentice. Oh, that kicks ass! All right, yeah. yeah um, I, this I is this if, if pre orders so, uh, if pre orders were real uh, anymore, I would grab it. She uh she was the key art person on Bayonetta. Oh fuck yeah! And yeah. this is her. Well, this is her. She first. was the, she was the environment director on Bayonetta. She was um yeah. key art for Evil Within one and two. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah, she's she's got a pedigree to say the least. Yeah, no <laughs> yeah, shit. totally. She's coming from a solid Which, background. In terms of like uh, games that have an aesthetic that pops, fucking Bayonetta, man. Jesus H Christ! Yeah, I've, I've probably put in uh, sixty hours into Bayonetta two. I I still need to get it. Yeah, you did you all ever play Evil Within at all? Mm-mm. Um, I I watched a full. I think I watched a Let's Play of both of them, actually. I think I watched yeah, the Best Friends is, play so through. So, that game does better horror visuals. Like, it, it's probably the best, like, horror movie video game mm-hmm. that I've seen since, like, Silent Hill 1 and 2. I know that they, they do a lot of, genre, like, sub-genre swapping. Um, like, yeah. it'll, it'll go from psychological horror to uh, stalkers, like, stalker slashers, to uh, grindhouse butcher shop, uh, gorer. Uh, yeah, just all over the place. No, it's it's going like you. It's a trip through all the modern circles of hell, and it's yeah. kind of rad. The game, the the first game is tough to play. The second game is okay. It looked like that. It's everything is desperate, and it's uh, you. From what it looked like, having a few rounds in your mag or I guess your revolver chambers makes you feel like a fucking superhero. Yeah, finding finding half a dozen bullets makes you feel like a god. Until they run out. Until until they meet, run out, and there are like nine thousand more assholes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that Ghostwire Tokyo looks looks really really cool. Ghostwire um, Tokyo. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna here. be hopping on that. That's a uh, badass. I don't give a shit about the game, but John Bernthal's dog is pretty cool. Dog. Yeah. He he is... did the presentation for the new uh, Call of Duty, but he he brought his no, dog it, out with him on stage. The it was a Clansiverse Clans- Clans- game. Oh, wait, alright. Fuck, you you done spoiled it, because I was going to say, it's finally the game about just being a dog that Justice shouted at us back in the day. (laughs) You wake up, and you fucking bash and patter and run around. Like, there there are several different gameplay modes. One where you're a little yippy asshole, and you run around and jump from, like, pillow to pillow while your masters are trying to sleep because you want to go out and or pee and or eat everything. Um, Or you can play a big dog and just, like, shove the bed around. The new Call of Duty is going to suck so much ass. I saw that it was, uh, they called it Modern Warfare. The only cool thing about it that I've heard is that uh, there's one character that's inspired by uh, a Rojavan freedom fighter. I mean, they're, so, but their big, their big push is they're trying to make it where you have to make more tough decisions, etc. Thing is, though, in a world where David Gallagher is about to be pardoned, for his murder sprees in Iraq. It's like, are we supposed to feel like there's actually consequences in war? Yeah. No, there's a... Oh, or or you could, um, you know, be Elliot what's-his-fuck. The guy responsible for El Mozate. Just, you know, just hiring a bunch of the terrorists to 
murder, rape, torture their way across uh, Central and South America. Reagan. It was really just Reagan and the people yeah. he picked. Oh, you're talking about Elliot Abrams. That Elliot was, Abrams. That was South America, not most yeah, of the- it. You're about yes. 30 years off, but... I, that, that, oh, shit. Oh, sorry. The, uh, El, El Mozote. The, 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 core, the, the direction of El your point stands. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel you, and yeah. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, I'm going to go get some more coffee. I'll be right back. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to think of other uh, other big surprises. So, um, Each day I pray for vengeance. <laughs> hey, tell me what Forza 4 Lego is all about. <laughs> The, the most the most standout thing I remember about earlier Forzas was when I would go by uh, where you live with a bunch of the other dudes and there would just be other people doing other things around the living room and nobody was looking at the screen because apparently one part of Forza was just setting the game to play itself for a little while. So I'm going to predict that Lego Forza 4 is just going to build your own cars for you. And then race them. And you don't even really have to pick up the controller except to push start and load your file. I mean, it's it's a racing game. They put Lego stuff in it. There's a house. and There's there's a house. Everything looks really funny when you run into it. Oh, hey, that'd be pretty cool. I really appreciate the sense of humor in all the Legos games. Yeah, and there's a, a bunch of dumbass Lego cars that look kind of amazing. <laughs> like, oh, the, the really, the really yeah. weird... You know, brick-ass, blocky. Because um, uh-huh. there, there are some kits that look perfectly smooth and streamlined cause just because they have custom pieces and shit. Not the old ones. <laughs> no, not the old ones. And this did, uh, is this is the say, old ones. Can, are you going to be able to race Lego cars against normal cars? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. It's, that's some oh, serious uh, Roger Ravage <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Coming winter 2019. Bob Hoskins DLC. <laughs> Hell yes. Play as the bullets from Eddie's fucking cartoon gun. Um. <laughs> God. We're ready to roll, boss. Uh, Nintendo showed a bunch of stuff. None of it's. Uh... None of it's really anything that that's surprising. Yeah. They 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 show like they're making a side quill to Breath of the Wild, so that'll be out in like twenty twenty four. Yeah, fuck. What year is it now like, again? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, they literally just said, "Hey, we're making." It. And they showed the video, and they were like, "Yeah, we're making it. We're not saying anything else right now." <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that, that's. I don't know, they keep doing that because they did that with Metroid Prime 4. And that, I mean, that's had its own sack of setbacks. Yes. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't I don't. It's actually a sack of like something. This. Everything is turning oh. into Kingdom Hearts 3 now. Yeah. What? What's, what's the deal? Like, I didn't play. I watched a bunch of Kingdom Hearts 1, and I was like, the, the conceit of this game is that you're a kid in Disney World, and that's cool. That's all it needs to be. We do not want to hop into Kingdom Hearts lore here. Uh, I, my, I do know that because I did see a video like, about the the okay yeah like I, I know the the Kingdom Hearts lore is just an absolute fuckmare. God help oh, you. Yeah, yeah. It's because it, <laughs> the thing is, it actually all like internally jives, but it's a mess. <laughs> oh, so uh, no surprise here. Um, the Avengers game looks really fucking bad and. <laughs> And then, uh, 
Which like Ultimate the, Alliance three Ultimate Alliance. looks great. Yeah, yeah, like I didn't even know there's going to be an Avengers game. It's, yeah, it's, it's so, bound to be awful. So like two years ago, Square Enix had this really great teaser video about how we have a new Avengers project in the works, blah blah blah. And then the game just looks like trash. Like it's it, so it's gonna be a live service four player co op online huh? game. Which honestly, like actually, the the actual like setup of it sounds fun because the idea is like you know yeah you pick your favorite Avenger you hop in with a group of friends and you go do Avenger shit and they're gonna have you know new missions Sweet. and whatnot which especially now that everything's under the same umbrella presumably like you know maybe like oh this month they're adding Kang this month they're adding <laughs> Annihilus or whatever yeah but the well we we have not seen gameplay. They did, like, a 20-minute presentation on it and didn't show gameplay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did they even have, like, in-engine video? They did yeah. have in-engine video. But and like, it doesn't looks look like bad. Shit. That was the, no. bu- the, bu- the most bizarre thing about it is about half their presentation was them doing interviews with the voice cast. Talking about just what their character is about. Yeah, so, yeah. They, what? I mean, it was basic. It was bit, like after we had now a decade of the Marvel universe with their fucking like biggest event, like what a month ago. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm coming into the role of Iron Man. I feel like this character has a lot of gravitas and weight, and it's like, no shit, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read Extremis? Fuck me. Like. <laughs> We've 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 literally been soaking in this shit for ten years. Why is this what you're showing us and not gameplay? Man, uh, f- for all of the other flaws that it had, um, everybody basically was their uh, their movie equivalents when Marvel vs. Capcom three came out. Like the guy was doing a very respectable. Uh, uh, what's Chris the fuck guy's Downey name? Jr. Or Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. impression. Yeah, I still and I'm not confirmed this, but I swear to God. The kick that Captain America gives Loki in Germany during Avengers just straight up is his launcher from Marvel's Capcom 2. Oh, yeah. It is. <laughs> no, there's what? a couple of those, like, kind of, like, strewn throughout. Charging uh, star. Yeah, Thanos, uh, <laughs> Thanos definitely hits his, uh, his throw pose, which admittedly is pulled from a comic book. Yeah. But Thanos totally hits his throw uh, during the fight on uh, on Titan, in uh, like with the crossed arms and the the hard nodding at people. Yeah, like after the throw. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's all there. God, I played nervous through the story mode for Marvel's Capcom Infinite yesterday. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man, I I Is watched the let's play of it. Um, so. That game for casual play is actually kind of cool. That game for competitive play is ass. Ass trash. I figure it had, like, the worst capacity for infinites. Like, you know, just, um, it, it's really long-form rocket tag. Uh, worse than Marvel's Capcom 3, from what I could tell. Yeah, I, I, I almost it, wanted it exclusively to play as Black Panther, because fuck yeah. I mean, truth be told, uh, watching competitive play of it is like, do you like Dante Mirrors? I hope you like Dante Mirrors, because that's what you're going to get. Yeah, that's... It's, uh, yeah, disappointing. It's, yeah, Dante, Dormammu, and Jetta are the only characters worth playing as. I uh, really do Which wonder, fucking sucks. 
I yeah. really do wonder what the launch of that game looks like if they started development after the Fox deal was finalized. Man. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, that's, that's... I mean, like, gameplay aside, the reason that game tanked is no mutants. Yeah, how you gonna yeah. have it without Wolverine? No Wolverine. Magneto, Storm, Sentinel. Holy shit. Rogue. Se- Sentinel is easily my favorite NBC character. <laughs> yeah, he's so good. <laughs> OP as hell. Like, quick as you need him to be. Fucking, but that and, and it looks mustache. silly as hell. <laughs> Pringles, baby. <laughs> EM Disruptor. EM Disruptor. Kazak, Kazak. Sentinel Force. Sentinel Force. Stop, you dick. <laughs> Dude. I only got I one infinite, man. This is all I can do. Just so much shit on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yo, dog, He's I like heard the... you like Sentinel Force. Which, honestly, so I super like, two Sentinel Forces in. I'm actually really surprised there aren't more zoning grapplers. Oh, I mean... He's okay, not really so... a grappler. He's a, like... He's Just a, a big hit. solid heavy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so Sentinel was, like, the prototype. He was the blueprint for Omega Tom Hanks, who, in turn, <laughs> was the blueprint for, like, the bosses of multiple fighting games afterwards. I so there's that. It. Omega Sentinel... Tom Hanks, stupid joke that it is, honestly, is Sentinel reimagined as a boss character. Was Jesus Sentinel Christ. the boss of Children of the Atom? Mm, no. No, he was just one of the characters. Uh, damn, no. man, I, I actually don't remember the boss of Children of the Atom, because it was an yeah. apocalypse. No, no. It, was, it was somebody that hasn't shown up again. Yeah. Yeah, because, let's see here, two was Onslaught, three was... Three was uh, you the Heralds. It was Galactus. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it was Galactus. Yeah. Not two then, was two was the custom guy. Two was onslaught. No, no, no one was Capcom onslaught. Two? One was onslaught. One two was, onslaught. was that big. It was. It looked almost like a destroyer, except with, like the destroyer from Thor, except with green. It was like the big knight guy. Yeah, it had those three forms. Like you, you kill the robot body, it would melt out. It would become like the the goo pile. Yeah. Yeah. Really, was Onslaught from one? Onslaught, Onslaught was, from, was one. from one. Apocalypse was from X Men versus Street Fighter, and then okay. there was. Uh, then I think there was. Oh man! Speaking uh, of Apocalypse, X Men versus then... Marvel Superheroes, which is also not quite Marvel's Capcom. So yeah. Um, as of late, I've been rereading uh, a lot of its first reading the the entire Ultimate Universe of Marvel. Oh yeah. They. Ultimate Mr. Sinister fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> I've they never... Him, I have no they idea They made him an is. insane cholo. <laughs> what the fuck? That... I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Goddamn. So, like, like not, I, even, not, not even a genetic like, so the, th- the whole thing is, like, he's literally, like, a guy in a beanie and a wife beater with a full sleeve of, like, tribal tattoos. Which, by the way, the Ultimate Universe is an amazing time capsule of aughts culture. Of aughts. Holy shit, okay. you better believe, Just dude. everybody, like, all the women have whale tails and belly rings. <laughs> <laughs> and midriff t-shirts. Oh, yeah, it's... That's like, fucking everywhere. It's, it's incredible, though, because, like, just seeing what the, uh, what the depiction of your average thing is now... And, uh, like, there was this one story where, like, Doc Ock puts Spider-Man on a plane and they wind up, uh, like, Doc Ock forces the pilot to fly them to Brazil for reasons. 
But it's like, it's like, you just see dialogue like, oh yeah, well we can't fly without a scheduled flight, especially nowadays. And it's like, oh, this is <laughs> right after 9-11. <laughs> no, it's, it's weird. I, I really don't, uh, I, I can't be too surprised about, you know, a German wanting to fly to Brazil, though. God. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Rack him, Oh. (laughs) Okay, Chris, here's one. Uh, The Outer Worlds. The Outer Worlds. Um, Yeah, what is that? Spiritual pseudo-sequel to uh, uh, the Infinite Exploration game that had no gameplay except collecting shit and talking to the one alien. Uh, And when you beat it, you just play the game over from the very beginning for no reason. No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky, yes. That's, it's actually... that's actually pretty close. It, it does look like No Man's Sky, but good. It's, oh, wow. So that's that's the Outer Wilds. Impressive. Oh, oh, that that is the Outer Wilds. What <laughs> so is? that's a problem. The Outer Wilds <laughs> is is No Man's Sky. Uh, the Outer One World... Good. The Outer, outer Worlds world. is uh, a shortish RPG uh, made by Obsidian. Um, it's their follow-up to New Vegas, but it's not Fallout. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it uh, if it if it is actually number one as branching as they say it is, and two as short as they say it is, mm-hmm. that might actually be a game worth getting into. And just replaying I, for the gorillion different uh, story options over and over. Exactly, I oh, fucking is, love a short RPG. Is that the one, or was it that, or Dying Light Two, where they were like, on a first playthrough, you might see fifty percent of the content. That's Dying Light Two. Okay. Oh, cool. Dying Light 2 is apparently a, uh, the, like, the decisions that you make, like, the A or Bs, like, will open or lock massive portions of the map. Oh, for real? Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, you, it's... You're, like, multiple playthroughs required to see most of the content. Huh. I love Dying Light, like, the first one, so I really hope that the second one... Was was that, I like, have no, the parkour I have no across the, the zombie wasteland on, uh, like, Dead Island Plus... Yeah, I mean, did you never play Dying Light? I, I have it. I never finished it in large part because um, I, I got it from some bundle deal and installed the, some of the DLC, so I'll just be playing, like, single-player normal shit, and then, like, a special player zombie will come in and ruin my shit repeatedly. Oh, no. Yeah, and I, there's some way to turn it off, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not invested enough to bother trying. Oh, man, that's too bad. Dying Light, like, I, I think we've talked about it before. That game has the best of both worlds in that... If you want, like, slow Dawn of the Dead zombies, you just go out and do everything during the day. And if you want 28 days later, like, severe pulse-pounding runners and terror, you go out at night. Um, And your sole defense is that there are, like, the special zombies that are out there that are Mm -hmm. honestly kind of like the Demogorgon from Stranger Things uh, are susceptible to this UV flashlight that you have oh, okay. and that's your really only practical defense against them and you can't you can kill them mm-hmm. but practically you can't kill them um it would cost you so much in way of resources that it could very definitely set you on a downward spiral and by the time that you were done unloading enough into it to kill it you would have alerted every single runner within half a mile on your position oh boy yeah and like and these are runners that are actually... They will go up buildings. Like, they will climb over each other, oh, and they fuck. will fall you up top if there's enough of them. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, Jesus Christ. No, 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 no! 
No, you you can actually create some kind of cool like World War Z moments in that game, like where you're running across rooftops, you make a really long jump and like barely mantle over to like an awning on the other side, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a whole bunch of zombies like running after you that just fall to their deaths like <laughs> off like a three story <laughs> building behind you. It's actually really Hell fucking yeah. gratifying. That like, dying, pretty hard. And Dying Light also has co op for single play, or co op for story mode, and god damn, that's the way to play that game. Man, I, I, I like that sort of Borderlands drop-in, drop-out uh, uh, sort of thing. Like, without a doubt. And it's also the only, like, probably the only what I would call shooter, because it's not actually a shooter, but it is a first-person runner kind yeah. of thing, that I can play on a controller and almost prefer to versus keyboard and mouse. It's... Just because it, it has parkour controls. Man, there's a solid, like, argument... I think these days, especially for controllers over keyboard and mouse, if for no other reason than just muscle memory. Like there's, I, I feel a definite change in in the way that I play games. You know, I can't do like as much fine aiming on a controller, but I'm faster and more responsive for basically everything else. So if there, there are is, lots of yeah, side bits and pieces to, to I dip had a with, good. There, there was a transition period. So Cadence of Hyrule came out, mm-hmm. and just. Like, after playing, like, almost 100 hours of Necrodancer on keyboard, doing it on a controller just felt weird at first. Yeah, it did. And I really, like, especially with a game like that, where it's very precision, like, I'm fine playing it on controller, but I I want them to let me flip-flop buttons for the D-pad. Like, I want to move with the buttons. That would be, hopefully that's like a 1.1 quality of life improvement. Yeah, well, and also, like, so I've I've played through uh, one clear of the game, and it's, it's what what is there is great, but it is a very small product. It, yeah, see, it feels a little thin after Necrodancer, but Necrodancer's already been, like, it's been out for, like, two and a half years. It has an expansion. It's good, though. Like, what they have is really good, and I don't feel like anything that's in there, I'm like, oh, this is horseshit. Well, and there's a few things in... Cadence of Hyrule that I feel like is them test running mechanics for their next for Necrodancer two. Oh yeah, like there's some things in there. It's it's definitely like oh this is new. That's going to be in Necrodancer two. (laughs) (laughs) Fielding skills. And and it it is it's not a full release. So it's it's a twenty it's twenty five dollars new. So oh wow. I mean, it's, I still think for, for what's the, honestly it's great. I don't think it's twenty five dollars worth of game. Yeah, I, I felt like I paid a ten dollar premium for the Zelda name, which I understand. I mean, I don't like it, but I know why Nintendo did it. Yeah, but like, n- n- man, anything first party on a Nintendo system is going to stay at fifty, sixty bucks for a measure of years. So oh, yeah. of well, course they're gonna release it like at a at a higher premium price. Well, that oh, even yeah. translates to the secondhand market. Like, uh, I remember Smash Brothers throughout the entire life cycle of every system it's been on, used copies are maybe five dollars less than new. Yeah, a lot of that is just sort of the GameStop effect. How are they still in business? Barely. Yeah, by by the skin of their fucking teeth. Yeah, what GameStop has going for them is that they have a massive war chest from years prior, but now they are in dire fucking straits. Well, like yeah, they, I mean, they are there's... hemorrhaging cash. 
they've gotten out of the they'll still buy phones again so like for a little while they would they would do you know maybe repairs or they would like take your electronics then they quit all that shit and now apparently it's back i don't even know maybe they found a model to make it profitable i don't know yeah yeah it's there is a lot of literature on that in fact there's a uh, there's a channel that i like on youtube called company man who does a lot of really good they're surface level but they're examinations of death of a business mm-hmm. that get into some history that I, you know, that I normally don't know, like that I'm not exposed to. It gets public knowledge stuff, but I'm glad that this guy spent the time compiling it. I imagine that a lot of it is just quarterly capitalist bullshit. Like, oh yeah, he closed the oh, store yeah. so we could sell the land beneath it for an enormous one-time premium. And then everybody went jobless and nobody did any did shit with the lot. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that, but also like in GameStops, GameStop is like this rare anomaly in the modern era Mm -hmm. in that it's not like these people's jobs are being replaced by robots. I mean, in a sense, they are because being able to punch your credit card into a server through, you know, whatever storefront and get whatever game you want digitally is undermining their product of, you know, uh, cast off video games, reselling Mm -hmm. cast off video games. But it's not the direct one to one. Like, it's just the market conditions have changed in such a way that selling used video games is just not as viable as it used to be. That's like, even given, simple. like, the pittance that they'll offer for a bunch of the used games and the enormous profit they make on selling used games. Oh, yeah. I mean, it costs them literally pennies of man hour, man hours to babysit those discs until they go back out the door. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the truth of it. And, and like, they've, got, they've got into the retro game scene a little bit, um, but, again, stock on those is incredibly limited. Like, Think so, Gink is shuttering everywhere and just joining in with GameStop. Um, and they had, like, their own little uh, online arcade sort of... Well, it's not quite... So, GameStop owns Think Geek, and they're just they're shutting it down, and they're just going to make it GameStop now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, because, like, their stores are just full of, of random shit. Like, you can get Nerf guns, and my other, my other uh, TARDIS is a fucking... DeLorean t-shirts and <laughs> Overwatch yeah. keychains. Real real timey wimey Slytherins are born in November. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I've got game. It's almost it's it's like the uh I guess I'll call it the the TLC effect where because TLC the learning channel was kind of the first major thing i recall where cable every every single cable channel lost all identity because they just had to fight for ratings so they all just became this like hell cluster of whatever reality tv show they could pump out for 50 bucks an episode well, the writer's strike had a lot to do with that, too. It did. They're, like, oh. after the writer's strike... The, the writer's strike and also being bought out by uh, for-profit entertainment um, industry moguls. So then, like, the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, TLC, all went down the fucking drain in exactly the same way. So, like, Ice Road Truckers making history every day. Like, Jesus fuck on fire. Well, where I was going with that is, like, GameStop is basically that the store. <laughs> Like, Believe they're, it. they're not just the, the game store anymore. They're, okay, put anything on the shelf that we might be able to turn for a profit. 
Yeah, it's so many fucking Funko Pops. Oh my god, <laughs> Funko Pops, and they, you can you can get a cell phone plan at GameStop. Yeah, Jesus. And I remember, so I've been into a GameStop once in probably ten years, and I went in there. I was looking to get a copy of Metroid Prime Trilogy for uh, I was I was gonna play it on Wii U. Yeah, and like. <laughs> I had already looked it up online. I knew they had it at the location I was going to. And maybe in the 10, 15 minutes I was there, the guy would not stop hounding me to buy other shit. Yeah, and that's... They get they get marked down if they don't. I mean, that's that's literally their job now, they, is to harass the shit out of people that are shopping there. Yeah, they knock... Like, they'll fucking knock you for numbers if you work there. And, like, you have to have a certain percentage of your sales include up sales and it's it's a it's a ton of forcing metrics that they'll measure out of the bottom most level uh employees um not actually changing anything they do in response to real like material conditions for people that would shop there yeah it, it's it's top-down management at its worst if you hit your targets there will be bonuses come christmas no there were but there was never bonuses <laughs> It was not bonuses, it was, we won't fire you for for some fucking seasonal that's just like, I'm a gamer! Because that was... Capital G. Oh, man. A definite strain of people that work there. <laughs> GameStop is just going to put cardboard cutouts of Brie Larson in every location that <laughs> idiots can come in and punch. <laughs> God. Rise up. Jesus Christ. We'll, we'll have Blue Arms Part 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man, I'm really glad they didn't step in it with the movie. <laughs> Sonic Generations Two, and it's just the uh, movie Sonic 1.0 and movie Sonic 2. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, meow. And except it's on a loop. Um, every every six and a half minutes on GameStop TV. There's a there's a really good YouTube channel called Corridor Crew. Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's a it's a trio of visual effects artists that break down like visual effects in movies, and they actually did a really good breakdown of like the the entire idea of just changing a CG character after a movie's done is very involved. I imagine it'd just be an absolute fucking nightmare beginning to end because of... Well, I guess it wouldn't be too tough to find a background, but... Well, like, having to do it like, by they, each individual goddamn frame. Well, they actually do practical effects, like, to, to achieve a lot of the stuff that goes into CG. Like, they they try and save themselves as much work as possible by hmm. putting the, the practical elements of the target product in there while they're filming it. So, they... They have this base line that they now have, like, that was made under the assumption of this being their character, and now they have to change it. Yeah, like, if the, like the proportions changing, meaning that any scene where he's running along a countertop and shit is going flying, that's going to have to get retouched. Like, shit like that. Like, the angle of things that, com- that are just around the character are going to have to all shift in accordance if, if they're, like, flying yeah, it, around. It's, it's an undertaking, a big undertaking. Man, I wonder if they'll be, you know, properly compensated for it. The, the the poor sons of bitches that actually have to go through and change and touch up every little thing. I don't wonder. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's true <laughs> enough. Yeah, not one bit. So, what are some other uh, some other E three bombs over here? Uh, Doom and Wolfenstein both look really good. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, yeah. I mean, so solid Doom, sequels. Uh, yeah, I, Doom looks like it's still incredible. Doom looks to me like you're essentially playing a a Guilty Gear character because you can fucking triple jump and air dash. I was telling Jared earlier, and like you know, get your fucking scorpion chain to yank yourself over and then quadruple so, barrel blast. What actually really surprised me about Doom once I saw some extended gameplay is how arcadey a lot of the stuff is. Yes, like you you actually like pick up dash orbs in the middle of the air. Oh shit! <laughs> yeah, there are power ups that will refill your air jumps and dashes and. There's one-ups that if you eat it, you'll be able to choose to stand up exactly where you died and keep going. Shit like that. Because hell artifacts, of course. I uh, could give a fuck story The thing is, though, like, the, the actual presentation of it mm -hmm. is like, no, they're just like glowing orbs that say, <laughs> like, dash. Like, it's, it is very video game. Yeah, it is. They are making a capital V video game. That's the word of the fucking producer. It is a capital <laughs> V video ass. game. Hell it's like yeah. yes, you're you know you're the the Ubermensch in Hell World, but you're you're still in a video game. <laughs> and you, I I saw recently um, a report like someone had put together uh, a couple of like spliced some screens from old Doom shit. Uh, as it turns out, Doom guy is Antifa because his ancestor is fucking B.J. Blazkowicz. Yeah. Which I oh man the my fucking heart <laughs> like that had to um that had to set off so many shitheads which oh, and, and I'm garbage and I vein. derive I derive pleasure from the the suffering of awful people in that vein Youngblood looks really really cool hell yeah apparently the tone of it is like a a heist caper um <laughs> with a pair of like you know early twenties girls in the lead. Early early twenties Texas girls in Jew Magic Max. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that rules. Like, well, and honestly, they've been very. They have basically disclosed nothing about what the game actually is about, other than uh, it's the eighties. BJ's gone missing in Europe, and you're going to and you're going to find him. That's really all we know at this point. Yeah. Also, the game is meant to be played co-op, and if you play it single player, an AI will control the other character. Oh, that's cool. I was wondering yeah, about yeah, that. Like the, the, the internet doesn't the work twins. all the time. Yeah, like, there there are two heroes of that story. It was one of the first games where I played where they had an extremely Jewy character who was played as a very Jewy sort of character, but not in a, in a malicious sort of way, you know. Guy fucking ruled. Bosh, Simpson, you really gave it to him out there. Loving <laughs> the luck. <laughs> It was good shit. Wolfenstein. Yeah. Wolfenstein is good. Wolfenstein extremely good. Wolfenstein 2 also extremely good. Um, Youngblood looks like it's going to be extremely extremely good. Hell yeah. It will, and hopefully they continue. Like Wolfenstein 2 gave you a lot of things to do after you clear the campaign. Yes. And I greatly appreciated that. Like, you could really flex on all of your new powers and abilities and weapons when you come back to a level you've replayed uh, and access new areas. In that respect, it was very much uh, familiar to a Metroidvania. Yeah, like, the, the collectibles were really more of an excuse to go back into the levels. Yeah. And I also really like their perk system, how, like, 
you have to do actual specific things to get better at other things. Yes, and and they it also for the longest time um, it like you eventually unlock all of them just because uh, unless you intentionally just sort of want to not. Um, but there are opportunities to to play in every sort of major way that they offer. And, like you can play you can play Wolfenstein as mostly a stealth game. Like sneaking Dude, around, crouching, fucking, and knifing Nazis. The, and the, the stilt man legs. The stilt legs. <laughs> Dude, uh, getting up on the stilt man legs and fucking firebombing clansmen and watching their robes catch was just a just fan fucking tastic. Now you've been taking your German lessons. Well, I don't know. Herb is kind of it. Reading's hard for them, and ah! And there's fire <laughs> everywhere. Blasting the KKK was so. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to play Wolfenstein 2 today. Yes. <laughs> Reinstall oh, yeah. that shit. Coming back, baby. I, I'm, I'm feeling it now. Like, well, and I love the way they, they, like, a major character is a straight up, like, swamp socialist. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yes. Hell yeah. It's just like, it's like, like, uh, like, what? You, <laughs> what's that, Billy? You, you want to get mad at us for fighting against the Nazis? What have fascists like you been doing here for the past 200 years? <laughs> <laughs> While they're on an acid trip? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. The, the scene where everybody... Just, Justin, have you played Wolfenstein 2? No. Oh, dude. Oh, I'm sorry, I, uh... <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm not worried about it. But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So, like, you go to Louisiana, and <laughs> you're supposed to hook up with a... Like, so this is after you've already hooked up with the Black Panthers, who are, like, the most proficient hacking group in the world. Yeah, they, yeah, they provide yeah. you I, with I about that. the code girls Yeah, well, so, so they're like, yeah, we need to go hook up with this resistance cell down in New Orleans. And you get there, like, the... It's this guy who's straight up like an old school Eugene Debs style socialist. Fucking drunk ass preacher yelling his fucking head off. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Sniping and Nazis he, from like, a it's tower. Like, <laughs> it's like a five, like, basically, you, you, like, you have like the, oh fuck end of the mission thing where, you know, like, you finally get into the safe space and you're, you know, ash all over your face. And he's like, he and Billy take an acid trip, and he just grills him about, like, look, yeah, the Nazis can get fucked, but have, were you paying attention to what was happening in America before? Before them? Where do you think oh, they yeah. got all those goddamn ideas, boy? Well, it wasn't from me. And what were you doing about it in the meantime? Like, it's it's real good shit. Hell yes. I still need to play... Th so, one of the big things in the first one is, like... In the first five minutes, you basically choose who you save, like your grizzled veteran friend or the young kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that carries over into the second where you, like, that guy survives, whichever one you save. And yeah. I've only played through one branch of that. Mm, okay. I took the kid. I took oh, the Scottish kind of the guy. Choice. I, I wanted I wanted an angry, drunken uh, Scott yelling at me for my shit decisions. Fergus! Fergus! <laughs> You jummy Nazi-killing <laughs> yeah. bastard! He's a fucking machine made for it, he is! Yeah, well that's... Like, the final... <laughs> the final boss of the first Wolfenstein is the one that you don't save gets taken to a Nazi experiment chamber and you're literally fighting a mech powered by the heart and brain of your dead comrade. Uh, <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah. God, oh, Wolfenstein fuck. kicks so much <laughs> it ass. It pretty hard. Dude. 
And Jesus. strangely enough, to hear that, it's done much, much better than when a similar thing happened in... You remember the original Prey? Never played it. Uh, it it was cool because you're Cherokee and there are aliens and you get to kill them with your ghost and ancestor weapons. Uh, but there was... Well, that a, sounds good. Yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. You walk on walls and it did Portal Before Portal. The, the gag was that at some point you, you're like, oh, my girlfriend's lost in this, you know, universe-conquering alien ship. And then she's like, you gotta kill me because I'm fused onto this monster. And then you have to fucking kill your girlfriend because that happens a billion times in games and shows. No, you have to kill me! <laughs> just, just make an FPS where you, um, <laughs> the refrigerator is a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Wait, wasn't wasn't a wasn't there a game where? No, no, I was, I was thinking of the tofu mode from Resident Evil Two. Uh, at first, I was thinking, wasn't there a game where you can actually play as a refrigerator? Oh like, man, yeah. Well, he he looks and moves like it. Yeah, yeah a, di- a different large white <laughs> rectangle. <laughs> I mean, Prop Hunt's the only game I can think of. <laughs> the, the what? Prop Hunt. Prop Hunt. It's. It is a it is a dumb Half Life Two mod that I really love. Sounds good. Well, it's uh, everyone. So it's it's a hide and seek game. Um, everyone spawns into the stage mm-hmm. as a random object that's in the stage. You know, like road cones or traffic signs or whatever. Yeah. And then one person spawns in with a shotgun, and they have like a minute to go shoot everyone that's a prop. <laughs> so it's literally hide and seek. Except you're like it a is- kitchen knife. Or a yeah, roll exactly. Of tape. Yeah, it's 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 dumb shit like that. Oh, speaking Owns. of a uh, game that looks cool, eighty uh, three, I think it's called Ghosts at Midnight. Oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's this whole game where like one person is like a paranormal inspector, and everyone else is ghosts that can uh, inhabit objects within this like big mansion. And the whole thing is a hide-and-seek game. Like, the idea is the ghosts have to hide from this paranormal investigator, and if if uh, if the investigator doesn't find them all by midnight... Uh, the ghosts win. Basically. Like, so it goes into a mode where, like, I guess the ghosts actually get powers, and, like, you're they become the hunter at that point. But Wolf. it's... The, game, the, the design of the game is... You should lose ninety percent of the time if you don't find all the ghosts. It's like Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah, or Arkham Horror. Like, well, yeah. you didn't or you didn't do the it? investigating well enough or on time. Ghosts coming to eat you. Uh, there was a game that came out a while ago that looked really interesting, where the whole thing is like, so it's another one of those one versus crowd games, mm-hmm. and the whole oh, thing is yeah. in the crowd. Like, some... So you're... This is a hard game to describe. So most of the players are people at a party along with computer, like, AIs. Mm-hmm. And the goal of the singular... Party. The name of the game is Spy Party. Spy Party, yeah. 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 And you have to try so and do like, your yeah, best you're... to mimic an NPC. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So you're basically trying to convince the other person that you're an AI. <laughs> Just through your movements and actions. Man, I wonder what the fucking controller layout would look at for that. Is is there a get stuck in corner button? I mean the 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 one is a sniper in a window in the building across the way. Yeah, yeah, and then the other person right, is like one of the characters. So it's 
clearly if you're if you're walking around and like bumping into and interrupting other characters' conversations, unless it looks like it's scripted animation, uh, then you're you're the person. And and not mm-hmm. the bot. Yeah, and I don't know what kind of like uh what kind of tech is there to help you, you know, look like an NPC. Mm-hmm. Um but it's possible to win the game, is my understanding, so that's good. <laughs> yes. Game should have a way to win. Super win the game. <laughs> Could not finish that one. Yeah, nah. I'm I'm very much off like the uh I want to be the guy train. Yeah, a bunch of like retro explorers and and throwback shit. Yeah, I I made it like three four hours into La Mulana and I was like I can't do this. Oh, just being is La Mulana? Does it kill you all the fucking time, or is it just Metroidvania yeah. that are throwbacks? It's it's a really hateful game. Like it's really cool, and I love the design of it. Yeah. Like, but it's a serious throwback in a lot of ways. It is spiteful. Um, <laughs> In ways that I just don't want to deal with. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it's not quite 1001 Spikes, but it's getting there. So, yeah, that's, yeah. The the last time, and I mean that in every sense of the word, the last time I played one of those games was um, Lost Castle, and I'm just not, to be redundant, I'm not ever going to go back and do any of that shit again. You know, it's like, you died 800 times, here's an achievement, fuck you. I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. My, my reactions are not what they used to be. <laughs> so, what y'all playing now? I just had a thought. <laughs> to bring it back to Wolfenstein. Yeah. Um, do we get Mecha Hitler? It's Hitler was, like, already an old, oh, like, yeah. messed up man in Wolfenstein 2. Pissing himself. So, and right, Pissing himself and, like, puking everywhere. Yeah, so, this one's 20 years after that. I'm guessing it, that the end of Youngblood is the foreshadowing slash initial reveal of Mecha Hitler, and then Mecha Hitler is the final boss of Wolfenstein 3. That's that's my guess. Oh, you think they'll make an actual Wolfenstein 3 with I, DJ? Yes. yes, I think they will, and I think that like the it will be the cap on the trilogy, and it will end with Mecha Hitler in like 1999 or whatever. Okay. I could always kill Mecha Hitler again. A grand old time. I just think that like the guys that make that game are not going to give up the opportunity to do uh, Nazis in the 90s. Oh, wow. Oof. Just after after how much fun they had with, like, the advertising and in-game stuff surrounding the Nazis in the 50s yeah. in the first one, and then the Nazis in the 70s in the second one. It looks like they're, they're doing, doing that Nazis again with Nazis in the 80s, 80s. Yeah, with Youngblood. Uh, you know, X-Wave music going around and shit. Yeah, they're Ooh. not going to skip the chance to do... You know, Nazis with Nirvana, etc. <laughs> oh, that's really good. Nirvana also, something, something I just realized, they haven't shown anything about, like, what does America look like in that 80s? Like, all, all the footage we've seen is from them in France. Um, so they've, they, told, they've mentioned some of the story stuff, if you guys want some early game story spoilers. No. Yeah, sure. So the, uh, <laughs> the leader of the Black Panthers... Um, so the leader of the Black Panthers... Uh, America has been reconquered. Uh, the lady who was in charge of the Black Panthers, I can't remember her name, is uh, is now the commissioner of the FBI. Um, <laughs> who, their their primary role is rooting out uh, rooting out Nazis that are remaining in the now reconquered U.S. Okay. Um, I like it. And her yeah her daughter is the uh, 
she is the tech informant for uh, for BJ's kids. And so it's BJ's kids and the FBI director slash Black Panther lady's kids on an adventure. Like, they, I, the game starts with she, them stealing... She's their chair guy. Yeah, she, yeah she's their chair the guy. The voice in exactly. their earpieces. Yeah, and they steal a helicopter and go to France. Like, that's, that's what's up there. So, to put it in perspective, uh, they are... America is reconquered. They are hunting out, latent, like, remaining Nazi cells. And otherwise, it seems like things are okay-ish... That's that's as much as we know. All right, got to go back to you know the Der Vaterland or uh, all the like surrounded places and then start killing Nazis there. I don't know about this fatherland stuff. I it's it's pretty fertile. I mean, I guess it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never did play the DLCs, but they looked really good. They did. They are extremely more of the same. Uh, I had just like put in way too many hours, and I just I figured I'd come back to it later. Yeah. Oh, um, I guess uh, speaking of DLC, Borderlands Two just got there brand new a, free DLC. There's a free DLC for Borderlands Two that is a story bridge to Borderlands Three. Um, I don't think that I am intending to pick up uh, Borderlands Three for a couple reasons, but I mean at least not initially. <laughs> Though at the same time, like, I watched an interview um, on Giant Bomb's Night Show about, well, it was with um, the leader of Game Workers Unite, mm-hmm. like one of their primary organizers, and the lady who's become the de facto uh, leader in the effort to de-shit Riot Games <laughs> from the inside out. Um, More power and to Oh, yeah, please. S- send her your energy. Uh, anyways, point being is that they were both very explicit and listen, the bosses get paid first, so a boycott doesn't actually make a tangible difference to us. If it's a subgroup under a publisher, what winds up happening is if the boycott goes off successfully and nobody buys the game, then the studio has to start cutting people and the bosses don't get cut first. And even if, you know, if people, if some people less buy the game, the bosses still get paid first and we don't get our bonuses. So a boycott doesn't actually work. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, not that, like, individual action ever really did anything. But, like, now even this particular brand of mass action doesn't do it. Well, exactly. And that, that's the point, is that this is, like, mass action versus direct action. You would do way more good throwing a fucking brick through the window than you would not buying a video game. And the brick is, uh, what, that's two bucks out versus 60 bucks in? 13 cents if you buy in bulk. Yeah, I mean, point being is that uh, boycotts don't actually make a tangible difference to these people. Also, if you play Cyberpunk any way other than pirating it, you have fucked up already. You have already lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> there, there have been good games before that I was just like, well, the company, shit, I'll steal this. It's fucking Cyberpunk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... Honestly, it's, the best marketing move they could do would be to put up their own tracker for it. Steal this game. <laughs> steal this game. Yes, steal this game would be the best marketing you could do for a cyberpunk game. Yes, period. Without a doubt. Solidly done. So yeah, that's uh, that's what they deserve. Um, so yeah, Jared, uh, what, what are you playing right now, man? Um, uh, I've been poop-talking at 14. Hell yeah. Right, so the... Uh, the new expansion comes out in about early access starts 
on the 28th. I am always no, hearing like about a, a new expansion a for that game. They seem to be doing a lot of support for it. They do them um, about every two years. They're on the same clip as well. Well, and the thing is, like, <laughs> I swear, every single expansion they do is basically a new Final Fantasy game. Like, the the actual plot lines and characters of at least the last two expansions, mm-hmm. like, they're actually, like, in the top ten of my favorite Final Fantasy stories. Well, goddamn. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. I really like what they've done. I just, I had to cut MMOs out of my life. Well, maybe, and, maybe again in the future, but I just did not have time for it. Nah. I g- get on a tear and then log off for about six months and then come back when new shit arrives. That's that's typically how I do it. Yeah. The dragon's not always around to be chased. I've been going hard on it now because they're basically gutting one of the classes and the, the 2.0 version of it looks really cool. So I'm trying to get it up to... Uh, which, one to are pe- they, which one are they rebuilding? Summoner? Or? Uh, machinist. Machinist, okay. Uh, so they're, they're, well, okay, yeah, they're gutting Summoner too. So they're they're removing all pet class shit. Oh, good. Like like you you're you no longer have to deal with commanding a pet. Like you just oh you, good. You have like I mean they're they're summoners, so of course they still have the pet, but everything is just different skills on your character. Okay, good. Um, with machinist, they're just doing a complete rework. Well, machinist was garbage, so good. Yeah, and uh, gunblades. <laughs> We're getting gunblades. <laughs> we are getting gunblades. It's it's a tank, really. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the so the class is called Gunbreaker, and it's yeah. Gunblades are a tank. Huh. <laughs> That's yeah. not what I was expecting. No. Okay. And still no new heels. Oh. Yeah, they, they did what they did astro- astrologian, and they haven't done anything since. No, no. Yeah, last the last time we got a new healer was two expansions ago. God damn. I, I do love the Astrologian though. It's a cool class. Me too. Actually, I just got my Astrologian two seventy. Oh, nice. Yeah, I man, I burned out. Like I, I was going super hard to make it through the uh, man. Apologies to anyone listening to this that doesn't give a shit. But well, start your own podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, I played through the MSQ for the original game, like in the lead up to Heavensward, and just barely got it finished before Heavensward dropped. Then immediately switched over to Astrologian. Um, I made it up to like 52 and had done like the first handful of stuff in uh, in Heavensward. It was just like, I'm burned out. I've been playing this game solid for six weeks. I have been putting in way too much time. If I was fun employed, maybe I could do this. But no, I, I can't anymore. <laughs> it's a lot of time. And I th- there's, there's such a time investment that's not... Uh, in in MMOs, part of the reason I don't tend to play them is that a lot of it is just spent like wandering around and watching load screens when you fast travel, like more so than than single player games. Because I put in entirely too much time in Skyrim, but I just don't feel like fucking doing that, particularly when I have to rely on other people to have a good time on a bunch of necessary quests in MMOs. So on the on the actual like travel stuff and whatnot, FF14 is actually really good on that, but that's the yeah, queue times are just terrible yeah. and that's that's one of the like if you're a tank or a healer you're fine which is why like it was easy as hell for me to level up uh my healer to 70 but like right now the machinist it's it's a deeps class let's just make this a general mmo conversation it sucks that to do like you know you have your daily stuff where you can get you know great amount of experience in a pretty short amount of time but when you are a DPS, you're going to spend more time in the queue than it will take to actually clear the dungeon. 
Yuck. Yeah, I mean, the expectation is that you can go out and do single-player stuff while you're waiting for that queue to pop, but it's still fucking terrible. Especially when you're at endgame, because there really isn't a whole lot of... Content outside of those quests, I imagine. There isn't a lot of stuff to just do yeah. around. You yeah, know? run in circles and run fates. I mean, what else can you do? And it's it it sucks. That's sort of what I hit well, with. Uh, thankfully, yeah. though, what's one of the uh, one of the things they're actually doing in the new expansion, though, which I'm really looking forward to, is you're going to be able to run dungeons with AI bots if you can't find a party. Huh. So um, do you have to? Is that like after a certain amount of time in the queue, or just like tell? Or is it, hey, that I'm just an option? Bots, yeah. Or I don't know. I've only read snapshots. Because they on Friday they did like a big four hour presentation and that was their final info dump. Uh, I'm guessing those aren't going to apply to the daily roulettes though, which is where you get most of your experience. I ran into that same sort of burnout you guys are talking about when I I hit end game and like just the the cycles of not really giving a shit. Um, when I hit like power level 500 or so in uh, in Tom Clancy's Looter Shooter two. Like, I got to the end of Division 2, yeah. and they're just like, okay, well, how, how, what do you do for endgame? Uh, there are raids once in a while, if you can put this together, but mostly it's just replaying harder versions of story missions, and everything becomes way more bullet spongy. That's MMO design right there, is hard modes of things are just the same thing, but you have effectively, a, like, two-thirds as much health, and enemies have twice as much. Yuck. Yeah, no, there's a lot of that going on. And it's uh, the thing that made me yeah. think about that first was the machinist and, like, uh, having to babysit a bunch of pets because the all of your all of your special abilities in division two there are some that are like just you know just set and go and they'll go off once and there's some that hang around for a while and just sort of do their own thing and i don't want to have to control them while controlling me controlling me is that quite turret is the real agent i'm just there to drop the turret the, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's gonna do the real work Oh man, I want to go ahead and end this on uh, so the mobile games of E3, Commander Keen. Oh god, what the fuck? I have never seen a harsher "we have to keep this license" development than that. Of course, it's a mobile game. Thing is, even people that were around for Commander, like nobody gives a shit about Commander Keen. Commander Keen was a cute joke in Doom. And beyond that, fuck I would argue it. anybody anybody that says they are a Commander Keen fan is lying. <laughs> yeah, you are not real. That's uh, uh, love to be erased by the insensitive Symposium hosts for my tastes. Where, where are my I mean, Commander Keen fans at? Nobody's were, under forty. <laughs> they were basically tech demos to prove you could do scrolling on DOS. Yeah, exactly. They were okay games that figured out real time scrolling. Which is cool. Congrats. They're not good. <laughs> no, no, they're they're kind of bad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so can't can't imagine giving a shit about that. Um, uh, into the Clansiverse. Um, it looks like it's a a gotcha uh, hero RPG in the vein of like a Marvel Strike Force or that oh, Star Wars. Oh yeah, game. I forgot about that. Yeah. That the one so, with the... so Ubisoft is doing their own like uh, Clash Royale. And yeah. the thing is, they're trying to make it, or like a Smash Smash Brothers style, where like they're like all your favorites from all of our great games. Iconic, but just, dude. It's just it's dude with gun, yeah. dude with gun, <laughs> girl with gun. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, give me Ding Chavez, please. <laughs> Sam Fisher's in it. Yeah, but I'm I'm sure he's a seven star ultra uh, ultra SSR rare. I'm never going to see him. I mean, that's the point because he's Sam Fisher, but that's beside <laughs> the point. <laughs> Oh, uh, you got 
So yeah, um, they're doing. I there's that whole genre of games. Like I, I don't have a word for it. Um, but there's the first one that comes to mind is that Star Wars game, platform and fighters. Mar- no, 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 no. It's not a platform fighter. It's an RPG. Okay. Um, yeah, it is a turn-based RPG, like but for mobile. Um, that kind of like uses. FF10 kind of style combat, but then the characters have a limited skill set, kind of like a MOBA. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, like I, I've been playing one of them for over a year because I'm an idiot that won't get on a real treadmill, but I'll do that all day. Anyways, point you being and half is the that people I, I know. know. What, yeah, but I don't, I don't know what the fuck to call that genre. It's phone RPG. I, anyways, so, what's this, this new one? Is like I think it's called Rage. Like, every YouTuber I watch has been doing paid reads for it. I don't watch those YouTubers, I guess. The The paid read situation on that stuff is so fucking gnarly, too. It's so bad. That shit ain't for me. Oh, wow, a seven-star rare hero. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's a bunch of, like, poor kids that are reading a direct script off of, like, that was like part of a Fiverr prompt or some shit, just in the corner of gameplay that is unassociated with what they're actually doing on their, you know, on their device. And it's just like, this is the saddest shit. Ugh. Like, without a doubt, the saddest shit. Late capitalism, everybody. Everything's worse. If we could just, like, so, King for a Day. If I could say, okay, every mobile game that we've had so far is banned. I'm sorry to the good ones. <laughs> we have to make all new mobile games and none of them are allowed to be like the old ones. You go to jail if you make one like the old ones. You go to Gulag. I can see myself saying that. <laughs> I don't think I actually would, but I can see myself saying it. I'm just saying, bankers still exist and rare metals ain't gonna mine themselves. But but do carry on. <laughs> what I'm getting at is that the cesspool that is phone gaming is amazing in... Like, the, the terrible kind of amazing. Okay. Yeah, the, the really bad way. I, I've played a couple of them, and I even spent five bucks on one, and after I did that, I was like, all right, well, it's it's cool and it's fun now, and then it does the ramp-up, where the, the difficulty increases, and we just... Oh, they, they all have the wall. The, wa- yeah. the yeah. wall. Like, they make it... That's the thing, is they give you this very inviting, very fun content, and, they, you know, they're throwing new... New shit at you Whatever, left and right, you. and a little bit of premium currency and, that you earn at... And then you hit that, like, there's always that one node on the map where, look, you're either going to pay us money, or you're going to be stuck here for months. Yeah, welcome to the paywall. You were going to grind it out. There are a couple of games I've had on my phone now where that happened, like, one of them was a, like a match three uh, puzzle RPG sort of thing, and... But fuck it. Like, as soon as I hit that wall, I maybe play once or twice more just to see if it's really worth it for me. Uh, to keep around at all. And after that, just done. Get out. That was me with Marvel Puzzle Quest. That's So, another thing. There's, like, there's only actually, like, four mobile games. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's that's what I'm getting towards, man. Like, you've got, like, match threes, gardens, I guess I'll call them. Things yeah. where you just, you know, you raise something. Infinite Runners. That may or may not have some element of like action shooting beyond just uh, movement. 
Yeah, I'm going to just say generic RPG treadmills, regardless of mechanics. Yeah, there are a ton of those, with, like, um, striking, but incredibly generic uh, anime art and very few gameplay pictures. Mm-hmm. If you guys... Well, okay, it's, if you guys remember Bobby, Bobby T brought up and, like, he showed me a video of what looked like a, an actual... I think it's called Flappy Fighter, and it looked like a competent, uh, responsive mobile fighting game. It's full of stupid memes and everything, of course. Well, I mean, Flappy Fighter. Yes. So. Yeah, and there was there was a Flappy Bird-headed uh, Ryu and a Flappy Bird-headed Ken, and they were dragon-punching and, like, whirlwind-kicking and hadouken each other in the face. <laughs> Mobile fighting games. The only thing I've been playing recently, like, I got... I'm more than through with the division. I'll, I'll probably go back only to uh, to hop on with some friends once in a while if our schedules line up. Is fucking Hyrule Warriors on the Switch because it's for it's a really good one of yeah, those for for all of the for all of these like incredibly complex and I have to weigh all the stats on these nineteen different backpacks against each other to see which one is the most opt. Fuck that! Run forward, hit dudes, <laughs> kill six thousand moblins. Yeah, Jared, well, you said mechanically that Fire Emblem is, like, the best of the lot, right? Uh, Fire Emblem is very good. It's very fair. And, like, I just like it because it's it's a very e- extremely small-scale grid-based tactics game, which I'm in for. No, uh, Fire Emblem Warriors? Fire Emblem Heroes. Heroes, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Fire Emblem. Oh, oh, no, oh, we're, oh, no, we're talking about yeah, the Musou. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, that's Warriors. Um, I think it is mechanically the best Musou game they've made. Hmm. Like, it, it just, it does so many things. There are, I, I do have some problems with it, mostly in the uh, character selection. Because the thing is, like, they, they, they incorporate the weapon triangle thing, right? From Fire Emblem? Mm-hmm. Never played but, it. Like, so... It's rock, it's, paper, it's rock, it's rock, it's paper, rock paper, scissors for weapons. Scissors. Yeah, that's I could already like. Okay. Thing is though, like, there's also this a second dimension to it where units are either mounted or unmounted, mm-hmm. and like until they released DLC, there literally wasn't an unmounted spear character. <laughs> like, I mean, basically, like, if you made a grid of all the possible combinations of things, a lot of them just didn't exist. Man, after Dynasty Warrior Six, that's a real weird surprise. Now they, yeah, so, like, it's it's a bunch of sword boys, basically. Like, there is one unmounted axe character and one unmounted spear character. That's a hell of a departure from, uh, from, well, this guy uses fireballs. This chick kills people with, like, knives of ocean water she summons out of nowhere. Oh, this one is just, yeah. okay. <laughs> like, death darkness it's, lasers. Well, well, that's one of the things that, like, I think this sucks in... Smash too because they have all this Fire Emblem representation, but they couldn't have given one of them an axe. <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> or a spear. They're yeah, exclusively no sword wielding. Like, like it's a yeah, biped like with a blade. One of the whole blade. things of Fire Emblem is that you can change up your weapons, and like they just gave them all swords. Well, swords are iconic in a way that Ubisoft could never well, understand. Also, I mean, same thing with like the the now like the Dragon Quest hero is going to be in Smash. They could have given him anything. anything. Yeah, but no. Can, we, we have canonically, he, boy. like canonically, he uses swords though. I thought if it's I, I only really played the NES Dragon Warriors, but if I recall, you just equip whatever. 
I mean, most of the key art does have him with a sword. I'll yeah. give you that. Well, the the goddess blade is like a it's a sword and it's the the final weapon. The you know. The oh, is that, is that one of those things that appears in every game? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's recurring. Okay. The mercurial great sword and that kind of shit, like, um, and boomerangs. He uses boomerangs. He, they, whatever. Whichever you I, choose for your uh, <laughs> guys. Your we hero. did it. Goku's in Smash. <laughs> We did it, Reddit. While we're talking... So, there's only one DLC character left to announce, right? Because they said that we're going to do five. Yeah, out of, we've done Joker, out of Wave 1. We've done, what, Joker, Banjo... P- Piranha Plant. Piranha, Piranha Plant, I don't think, was one of the five. Okay, yeah, so Joker, so there's two left. Banjo, uh, Dragon Joker, Quest. Banjo, Dragon Quest. So Mock Rider. Oh, hey, yeah, there's... Um, <laughs> Travis Touchdown. Travis oh, touchdown. Uh, I mean, no my, my honest guess is probably something from a new IP, and they'll announce that they're coming to Smash when, when they announce, announce the, game. the game. That sounds extremely new, new Nintendo. Some, some kid from yeah, somebody from Demon X Machina. I mean, I remember like the reason uh, they put Marth in Smash was because that was. Uh, whenever they were first bringing um, Fire Emblem to the U.S. Fire Emblem West. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they've always used Smash as basically a marketing tool on top of just being yeah. Smash, a fantastic game in itself. I mean, like Sh- Shulk is in there because Xenoblade uh, Chronicles was coming <laughs> out. Xenoblade, the weebiest. I never played it. I heard it was good. I heard it was very FF12. Uh, I've got a buddy who he, he went hard on it. He he will praise that game to the sky. Yeah, I, I've heard a few people that are, like, super into it, but I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> thing is, like, I don't know, at this point in my life, I don't want another game to put 100 hours into. Yeah, if I do that, it's by accident. Exactly. Just, and, and over a fairly extended period of time. Like, it's, I'm not going to do that in a week or two or three. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. I mean, I just don't have that, I don't have that kind of vitality. <laughs> by which I mean, I have to sleep and eat and work. <laughs> I have human things to to do, or at least simulate. I mean, hell, I spent the last week on fucking Percocets on the couch, and I... The last two weeks, and I still didn't finish fucking Assassin's Creed. Woof. Yeah. Alright, gents. One thing I do want to shout out, uh, speaking of Musou, there's one that came out a few years back called Arslan, that is, like, in terms of contenders for the best Musou mm-hmm. game, I would put it up there. It's based on it's a it's based off an anime about an Iranian folktale. Oh wow! Okay, it's 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 very good because one of the like one of the whole like what makes it unique is you get to do these like full army charges where like you you go and like you hit a beacon on the battlefield and then the camera zooms way out and you're literally commanding like an entire cavalry unit and you just go mow down Fuck yeah just seize the people anyways. That's yeah. <laughs> Iranian folk, Iranian folktale anime Musou games. Check them out, folks. Twenty nineteen, <laughs> good. Oh yeah, shout outs to uh, JB and pals for getting uh, Adam Calhoun's group um, fucking canceled here in Oklahoma City. I appreciate that. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that kicked ass. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to fill me in on that shit. That's bonus content. Yeah, that's a. That. Good job, yeah, VB. That, that'll be, that'll be on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Shout out to uh, Oklahoma People's Party and their branch Serve the People for collecting a whole bunch of, uh, like, tampons and bras and stuff to give out to people who really need them. Support your local uh, weird okay. communist groups, people. They do that. They've got your best interest in They heart. post weird memes about gulags. They're mostly joking. Well, in the words of a great man, buddy, when I'm in charge, you're not just getting the wall. <laughs> you're getting four walls, a roof, a bed, and three squares a day because that's what every human being deserves. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.